would have been hearing us talk a lot about the Path Guide this year. Uh, it's helped us shape the theme for this year. It's inspired our sermon series. Path being an acronym for the areas that we're, we're looking at growing in as disciples. So evangelism, service, prayer, formation, scripture, theology, fellowship, and church. That's At the start of the year, you would have heard us give a, a sermon on each of those topics. And that's the what. The that's what areas we need to be growing in as Christians. Um, and so what we're doing now is we're looking at the how. This, this next series is the how, because it's not enough just to know that there are these areas to grow in. It's often that we need just a bit of a hand in understanding how we should grow in those areas. So I'd say that it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for a long time. I think even if you think you know how to grow and you've been doing it successfully for you know, a number of years, this series is still for you because I'd hope it would motivate you and encourage you to keep going in those areas. And so I'd, I'd hope you'd get something out of this today, feeling that you're being encouraged, but also maybe you're at, you're at the other end of that spectrum and you, you do need some practical ideas on how to take those next few steps. So um, these are the steps on the very next slide. Discern, learn, practice, reflect and celebrate. You know, that's the how, the approach or the, the method we're using here to build our faith, to grow. Discern, just being asking God, what area do you want me to grow in? You know, learning, seeking out God's truth in, an, in one of those areas of growth, you know, listening to what Jesus teaches us about it and then gaining that insight and understanding. Practice this is where you take what you've learned and live it out in some sort of practical way. Putting your faith into action, in other words, Reflect. This is where we check our hearts. You know, we ask God, is there fruit coming out of the things that I'm demonstrating here? Is my love for God growing? Is my love for other people growing? All right, and then finally, celebrate. Spend some time celebrating the growth that you've seen. You know, because growth is absolutely something worth celebrating. And it's also a chance for us to give it all back to God in praise and thanks, just acknowledging that he's the one working through us in each one of these steps. And so those are the, the five steps of the path guide. You know, these steps also just aren't a, a one-time process. The idea is that you would come and revisit this time and time again in areas that you maybe haven't grown in or maybe old areas that you'd like to revisit. It's a, a very practical approach to growing in your faith. And it's something that um, we do with God. It's not independent of God. In each one of these steps, the Holy Spirit is directing us. In, in the areas that we should grow. So Pastor Simon spoke last week about how the Holy Spirit helps us discern, right? But the Holy Spirit is also there guiding us in our learning, helping us put all these things into practice, giving us clarity in that time of reflection and also just with us in our time of celebration. So God is there with us in each one of those steps, working through us to achieve growth. You know, it's God who began a good work in you and it's God who will see it to completion. And so Pastor Simon spoke last week about what it means to discern. And I'll be talking about the next two steps of that path, learn and practice. So what this is all about is growing in our faith as disciples, right? And as I look at those next two steps, it's worth having in the back of your mind the question, when was the last time I spent some time learning about one of those areas to grow in? And more than that, when was the last time I actually put it into practice? Now, I think it's fair to say that in our faith journey, we spend a lot of time listening to teachings. We spend a lot of time learning, but 
it's more than that. It's also about living it out. And so having that in the back of your mind as you, as you listen to me preach today, um, I'd say there is a logical progression here, a logical pr progression from going from learning to practicing. You know, the more time you spend learning about something before you can effectively put it into practice, or to put it another way, you need to spend time listening to what Jesus is teaching us before you can live it out. But for the ancient Israelites, Israelites rather, the, the two were inseparable. We cover them here as, as two different steps, learning and practicing, but for them, learning and practicing or listening and doing were inseparable. There were two, two sides of the same coin. Right? So you couldn't say, for example, that you had listened unless you had done what you had heard. Right? And so to explain this idea, I did want to start just by having a look at a particular Hebrew word, Shema, you know, because I think it helps us clearly see the connection between those two steps in the path guide. So we're just going to play a short three-minute video from the Bible Project that explains a little bit about this word. Great video. I, I did just want to take some time to step through some of those key ideas that they went through there. They covered them quite quickly. And starting with the Shema prayer. So the Shema prayer is, is one of the most famous prayers in Jewish tradition. It's, it was a daily prayer for the ancient Israelites and still recited by Jewish people today. And you'll find the opening verses for that prayer in, in the book of Deuteronomy. So on the screen, I've got the verses there for Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 5. It says this, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. So for thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed those words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. It's, uh, the full prayer combines lines from various areas in Deuteronomy and Numbers, and the prayer gets its name from the first word in that prayer, which is listen, or in Hebrew, Shema. So where it says, listen, O Israel, you would read that as Shema, Israel. Right? So this word, Shema, is an important one for us, us to understand because the English translation doesn't convey the full meaning. Right? So in English, the, the word listen means to pay attention to a sound. That's the dictionary definition. It's about you know, sound waves entering your ear. But the Hebrew word Shema has a deeper meaning than that. It's also about action. So to give you some context, in these verses here, uh, Moses is addressing the Israelites, all right? and they're preparing to enter the promised land, and he's urging them not to repeat the mistakes of their parents. Um, he, he wants them to experience the full blessing of the promised land, but he knows that to do so, the people need to love God fully. All right? And that's how they're going to receive that blessing. Right? They need to learn what it means to put God first and then put it into practice. Right, so that's the opening line. Listen, O Israel, it's saying. Israel, listen, Israel. So it's not saying, Israel, just listen to what I'm saying. Let those sound waves into your ear. Moses doesn't want these people to just know that he's said something. He wants them to practice it. He says, Shema, Israel. You know, allow the words to sink in. Let them provide understanding. Let them generate a response. It's about action, right? And you see that in the, the very next verse. Um, what the Israelites need to put into practice is laid out for them very clearly in those verses. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. In other words, 
that people are to love God with all their being, all their knowledge, all their work, their existence, everything they are is to love God. And they're going to do that by living in obedience and that covenant faithfulness. So this idea that Shema means more than just listening is seen throughout the Bible in, in lots of different areas in the Old Testament. You'll notice that when you read the book of Psalms, for example, and the next verse on the screen, there are so many cries for help throughout this book. And there's an example here in Psalm 27, 7. It says, hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. Or shema my voice as I pray, O Lord. So the psalmist doesn't just want God to listen to what they've said in the English sense of the word. They're asking God to act. They're asking God to do something about their situation. And you'll see that especially in the Psalms of Lament, they often start with this cry to God, listen to me, God. Shema, asking God to listen and then respond. Right? And you get an even fuller sense of the word when you see how God uses it um, in Exodus, for example. But just as a, a quick aside there, um, this word Shema uh, turns out was uh, quite influential in us choosing a name for Samuel. Samuel is, is derived from two Hebrew words, Shema El, and they mean God hears or God has heard. But in the true sense of the, the Hebrew word, it means God has heard and will respond. You know, and we just liked names that had that deeper meaning, names that, that really reminded us of the qualities that God had. And that was part of our reason for, for choosing baby Samuel's name. And so this next verse here, we're looking at Exodus 19, verse 5, and this gives us a, a fuller sense of what that word Shema also means. It says this, Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. For all the earth belongs to me. So for context, the, the people of Israel, they've come to Mount Sinai. And God says to them, this is God speaking, he says, If you will shema me and keep my covenant, you'll be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. So that word obey here is also shema. Now, so from God's point of view, listening and obeying are the same thing. Right, listening to the covenant is the same as keeping the covenant. Right, so when God asks the people to shema, what he means is, is that they will listen and then obey. Right, and you can see that here in how the word is translated into English. So it's, it's fascinating to see the, the deeper meaning of those words as they're translated throughout the Bible. Things that you wouldn't necessarily pick up unless you knew the Hebrew meanings of those words. And so the point to make here is that in ancient Hebrew, there is no separate word for obey. So shema means both to listen and then also to obey, right? or to carry out the wishes of someone who is in authority over you. So in Hebrew, if you wanted to say, I will obey or I'll do what you say, you would use the single word shema. That's what it explained to us in the video, you know, which would mean I will listen to you and then obey. And so in Hebrew, listening and doing are two sides of the same coin. So you can't separate the two. And that's exactly how Jesus understood it too. So we know that the Shema prayer was widely practiced in Jesus' time, the time that they call the, the second temple period. And we know that this, was a, this prayer was formative for Jesus himself. Right? And he drew upon it in his teachings. So in the, in the next verse we're going to look at here, 
Um, for example, uh, when Jesus was asked, which is the greatest commandment? This is how he responded. He said, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. So he's quoting Deuteronomy, or the first part of the Shema prayer, right? And that, that's something the people he's talking to would have known very well. And he places this special significance on it. Jesus says, listening to what God has to say and responding to him with everything that you have is the most important thing. He's saying it's important to spend time learning and then practicing those two steps that we have in the path guide. So a faith whose focus is on loving God and loving other people. The Shema is a beautiful prayer. And that's the reason why God's people have been praying these words for thousands of years. You know, it's why Jesus highlights them here. You know, they are simple words with the capacity to really reshape an entire people. You know, praying the Shema prayer was used by God's people to to show that they had this love and loyalty in the forefront of their minds. And it would drive them towards obedience, not out of an obligation or duty, but as Jesus puts it here, out of love. And that's what makes all of this work. It's what makes it have impact. Right? So following Jesus is about love. You know? And as we receive Jesus' love, we're also empowered to respond in love. Respond with that gratitude, humility, and obedience to what God has called us to do. And so the, the love we receive, it generates more love, right? Which we pass on to other people. So another way to put that is to say that listening to the truth that Jesus provides transforms us into people who can live it out. So the, the next slide here, just as we think about this word Shema in the context of being a Christian and growing, the reason I'm spending the time going over this is because this is how we should be viewing these two steps of the path guide, learn and practice. They are intimately connected and can't be separated. So in Hebrew, hearing and doing are the same thing, listening and obeying, learning and practicing. Right? They're two sides of the same coin. And the revelation or the big idea that I want you to take from this um, is all to do with that word, shema. When you see it in, written in your Bibles in the Old Testament, the word listen or hear, think about the deeper meaning that this is supposed to convey. You know, when you see listen or hear, think Shema. You know, think of the Hebrew word. When you read those verses in your Bible, you should be thinking about the deeper meaning, which is to allow those words to sink in. You know, let them provide understanding. Let them generate a response. It's about action. So for us... As Christians, as disciples, I just say spend some time learning. Spend some time learning. And there are lots of sources of information to learn from. You know, there, are, there are lots of really good books. You would have seen our sermon series from the start of the year. There's lots of, uh, I guess, in the sermons that I presented, I, I gave you some books that would be helpful to read. Come and have a chat to me if you'd like to, to learn more about specific areas to grow in. I'd say check out some Bible commentaries. I find these absolutely invaluable for putting you into the right context, giving you the, 
the context behind when and where those verses were written and by what person. Check out our connect groups. You know, what a fantastic way to learn. I can say some of the most deep and meaningful conversations that I've had about faith and growing have come from those connect groups. And I'd highly recommend you, you become part of one of those to grow in your faith. It's, they're all, all about learning. And of course, the sermon series we did at the start of the year cover each one of those areas to grow in. And at the other end of that spectrum is doing further study, going to a Bible college. I, I did a study through Alpha Crucis College, which is now Alpha Crucis University. And it's, I'd say, actually not something that you would just want to do if you want to become a pastor. I, I would actually recommend it for every person who wants to grow in their faith. You know, and after we do these things, we then look at the Bible for ourselves, right? That's our ultimate source of truth that we come back to in, in each of these circumstances. But I do believe that we need to know how to read it well. And that's what this is all about. So combining those things, those extra studies, the Bible commentaries, the connect groups, that helps you to read the Bible well. And you go back and look at that as your ultimate source of truth in those situations. And so some questions that we probably want to ask ourselves are, have I set aside some time to study the Bible? Am I part of a connect group? Do I have this deeper understanding of what's written in the Bible? You know, do I have a Bible commentary that I can refer to when I get stuck? I think they're really practical ways to learn, right? And then put it into practice. The, the other side of the coin is practicing. So putting into practice is about obedience. You know? When that word Shema is translated, it can also mean obey. Right? So putting things into practice is about obeying God's commands. You know, making that choice to love God and love other people. Right? It's not about being a perfect person. You know, it's just about taking the next step in your faith journey, you know, ensuring that you're growing in those areas. You can leave here today choosing to be obedient, right? choosing to take that next step to grow in your faith. So we don't just want to be hearers of the word only. We want to be doers of the word. And so we want to help you take those next steps. Come and talk to us. Come and talk to the pastors in this church. You can come and talk to us about any of these areas to grow in, practical tips for how to get there. You can look at our sermon series again from the start of the year. Those, those cover some of the practical steps for growing in those specific areas. Um, check it out. Come and talk to us. Always happy to have a chat. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as we just contemplate what it means to listen and obey, as we think about this word, Mark, Lord, to listen to your word. We just hope that that sinks in today and see that those, are, those two are inseparable. That, Lord, if we're truly listening to what you have taught us, if we're listening to the teachings of Jesus, we're also going to put them into practice. So I pray, Lord, your, your blessing upon each and every one of us here that you'd help show us those areas that we need to grow in. Help us to find those resources, to learn more about them. Help us to find the time in our busy lives to actually sit down and learn about an area to grow in. And then, Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would be with us as we put it into practice. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would guide us, show us fruit coming out of those areas. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are always there guiding us through each and every one of these steps. I pray this in your mighty name. Amen. <laughs>